Hello and welcome to episode 152 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the hothouse mango, Alessandro Vialsi. Say hello, Al. You want to shoot first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Al, on this week's episode, we've got the Snyder Cut, video games, Family Guy, McConaughey, along with other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. But first... What are we drinking? We are drinking Brock's, Brock's, Bronx Brewery, World Gone Hazy. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> you know, that great start from 90 seconds ago in which the internet was working, the call was working, the recording was working, yep. quickly gave way to Brock. Tank to Brock's it, Brewery. tank it, tank it. <laughs> Fell downhill from here. Mm. Bronx Brewery, World Gone Hazy IPA. Um, I'm getting a stroke from looking at the words World Gun yeah. IPA because it's like layered four or five times to make it look hazy. Mm-hmm. The hazy India Pale Ale. It's one pint. We love it when it comes in pints. Is is this what it's like when uh, your eyesight's not great? Um, well, considering mine isn't, uh, this is much worse than what mine is day to day. Oh, so, okay. okay. Um, it's 7.0% alcohol by volume. Um, World Gun Hazy IPA. Juicy tropical waves. When the future stops. No, 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 no. I'm gonna need this in a movie man voice, if you don't mind. Movie man voice. Yeah, but it, it didn't say in a world. I know it just feels that way, though. It feels like it's required. When the future stops being so clear, and the skies above start to swirl, look down at the clouds in your beer to help make some sense of this world. All right, all right. I uh. I was real excited for a second. Seemed like it was about to rhyme. Then it didn't. <laughs> I think maybe it had more to do with your cadence than what they wrote, but it's fine. What happened was they bailed at the last second and they only got internal rhyming because swirl and whirl. <laughs> yeah. They got internal rhyme there. They didn't nail the act. To help make sense of this world. <laughs> was this like the... Size of Big Bang. Yes, yes. I couldn't remember the line, but I, was, I had the, the John Ralphio cadence caught in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh what, man! What and the skies above start to swirl. Hey, to help make some sense of this world. <laughs> Duh. Exactly. Oh man, this looks uh, this looks right up my alley. Um, it's this is the palest IPA. This is almost like a, a Belgian wit in color. I would uh, I would if I were to categorize this color, it would be mimosa. If this were a crayon, <laughs> the crayon color name would be mimosa. This setup looks like a Belgian wit. Like in its yeah, a Belgian twitch. Why yours looks lighter than mine? Um, it does. Uh, mine just looks clear. Yours look hazier than mine. Mine looks like yours looks almost like a milkshake. Mine looks. I mean, definitely it's hazy, but it's like sure. It's more yeah. That's mine's more. Like so, than yours. We're not drinking the same beer. That's clearly what's happening here. Cheers. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Oh, sorry. The creek drowned out the mm. creek. That other guest that you hear with us today is Al's chair. Sorry, guys. I had to sit in the computer chair. It's going to have a lot to say. My back's all (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Woo! I like this. Yeah, it's um, not what I expected, but not in a bad way. Mm -mm. I see you. I see you, three thuckles. Ooh, three thuckles right off the bat. Three thuckles. It's pretty pretty tasty. This is delicious. Do you know what this tastes like? Uh, An orangina. A what? Orangina? I don't know what that is. It's like a... It's like an Italian orange soda. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he doing that on purpose or? <laughs> no, it's, it's like an orangina. I don't know. What? 
I feel like there's another name for it too. One second, let's just like pull it up. Uh, Sorry, when you said an Italian orange soda, I'm just thinking of those. Isn't there that like coffee soda or like espresso soda that exists? Hang on, no. So like the Arangina is like the I don't need. That's not even the one. That's the one that this tastes like. But there's another one that is like a. What the hell is it called? San. I think San Pellegrino makes it. Oh, okay. Arancata. That's what they call oh, it. That Arangina Arancata. That word. They sound they. Familiar. Yeah, they uh, they they taste similar. This is this is like that, except it's beer, and I'm all for it. It's got that. It's orangey, but it has that more like orange zest flavor than orange juice. Yeah, because it's not juicy like a New England IPA, but it does have. Yeah, you're right. The zest because it's more like the orange oil like type of effect yeah. you get when you like mm-hmm. when you crunch an an orange peel right in front of you and you smell the effervescence and you see the oil like spray. Yeah, exactly. That's exact. That's that's that in a glass. Yeah. It's, I really like it's this because I also no, you know, it's not. It's the it's a nice it's a nice bitter. Um, it's almost like a dry white wine, but beer. Yeah. Okay. I can see like that. Just the way you're experiencing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's nice about this is I'm pretty sure it's a Bronx brewery. It's either Bronx brewery or Gunhill brewery. I forget which one, but it's one of the breweries in in the Bronx. Hmm. I had one of them when they were fairly new to like the scene like probably seven or eight years ago and it was an ipa and it was so bitter like the bitterness Mm. just blasted away any attempt at flavor and aroma and like so i i I, if it was the same one if it was bronx brewery i'm appreciating that they brought that bitterness into balance because obviously i love ipa uh like bitterness but it's got to be in balance with the malt bill sure sure this is, I like this, Al. I'm a big fan. How does this rate on your thuckle meter? Uh, I think three sounds right. Three? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. All right. I wasn't sure if you liked it as much as I did at first, the way that you No, responded. it's good. It just oh, wasn't oh. what I expected at all. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. because we've had so many New England styles lately. Could be. Could be. Is that, you were expecting that from the look of it, you mean? Or? Yeah, kind of. Well, and also because also, of the hazy. That's why. Yeah, we we tend to to relate those two. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's where the that section of the industry is right now, which which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just like that was sure. the automatic connotation I had for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. But uh, oh, I'm a big fan of this. I I feel like uh, didn't we did we have a four thuckles recently? I don't remember. And if I had been keeping up with the uh, untapped, I got to put on the last like five or six. So. Oh, did they finally switch to thuckles? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have a I have a handy thuckle to star conversion meter. Alright, how about this? <laughs> how about we get us, we start it, and then our following can start as what can add on. Let's continue to open support tickets <laughs> with untapped in request and favor of Just repeatedly. A, can you please a thuckle meter? Oh, oh, can you please offer a thuckle meter? Yeah. And then like somewhere in your settings, the default can be stars or beers or whatever but the hell you it prefer is. To switch but it to thuckles. Yeah, kind of like a kilometers miles thing, like on your car. I want to, I want a thuckle switch okay. because it's a one to one conversion. Yes, yes, it is because they're both have five discrete points. Right. Wait, can you rate things zero? They don't both have the same amount of discrete points. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Is, oh wait, no. Ours translates though to like I, I think ours translates from one to five. There's a zero to five. That's no, right. there's zero to four. No, crisis averted. We're good. They are zero to four. I think so. 
Maybe it's five. I don't remember. We'll get to the bottom of this. If not, it's it's on their it's on their engineering team to figure out the map. I, I just want the switch uh, to be there. We're gonna fuckles. I don't like this. Yeah, I think we should send a picture of your thumb and be like, use this as the graphic. <laughs> now, how would that work exactly? Is it like, dude? One, could we get one fucking, enough people to troll untapped? <laughs> is one fuckle like the severing of this part of the thumb, or is like one fuckle like this where the it's bent at a ninety degree angle? Ooh, I think it's bent. Okay. Because it'd be great if we just sent them like a series of pictures of like, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, with the hand in all different directions. For those of you who can't see, well, I didn't care. (laughs) But I went through the progression of thumb fully down, thuckle down, Mm -hmm. the Joaquin Phoenix, one thuckle Mm -hmm. up, one thumb up. The uh, wait, but we have two hands. How does this? I mean, because we gave it three. We gave this beer three thuckles. That's one full and a half. Yeah, it's a it's a one bent one up situation. Wait, but how does this now map to? Is zero thuckles three? It's a C. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get this thuckle math out of the way. Uh, You have three computing skills. This is good. Oh, here's the thing. Um, no, I politely request that you buy me no more beer for a while. <laughs> I have no more room. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 burn it down. We have enough. We probably have enough through. Um, well, no. But the problem is, you just got I, we can ride out the pandemic. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the problem is, you just got the new case of beer. All of those don't count the same. No. That's on the floor. I, that's not even in the fridge. I don't know. I have no place to put it. But all of the beer in your fridge is not show beer. It's getting to that point. Like, it's the top shelf, yeah. right? And the top shelf is stacked all the way back. Then there's double-decker situations. And then there's stuff that's just, like, squeezed in on the top, which is why I say that you can't give me any more because I don't have a place to put it. That is, like... Well, I'm just thinking my area in my fridge, which is on the door, reserved for show beers, is not the most yeah. cluttered it's ever been. So... Hmm. Fascinating. Uh, someone's drinking your show beers because my top shelf is. Well, that has happened in the past, but yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dominic. <laughs> um. Anyway, I uh, I'm looking forward to it. We have a we have a lot. We we have enough that we could do like a like a an episode where we get tanked and don't review a movie as if we've ever done that. And you think we would have that much of a slap s- in the face to the audience? Still have a yeah. We would never. Uh, and we would still have enough t- at least through the rest of the year. Well, the funny thing is, is we've never done this before, for sure. We could do that with Newberg beers. That's true. That's true. We could just do all Newberg yeah. beers. Because we yeah. have several of them in the hopper now. I think the audience would like that. What movie would you like us to do with the Newberg beers? Write us. Flicks into six at the spin June. What beer would you like? What, what movie would you like us to do? And why is it Cloud Atlas? What beer would you like us to do with the Newberg beer? <laughs> that, like, after we get through all of the Newberg beers, we'll do a beer for you. Uh, yeah. Um, right? Is that how that works? Sure. What's the other? A Newberg averages three thuckles, right? I would say. Yeah, probably. An average well, three thuckles. Is there ever been a Newberg beer that you didn't like? Was it Margarita Berg? That like. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think I like that one. But I finished it. I didn't hate that beer. It overstays its welcome. But like the first sure. sip or two, it's just so intriguing. <laughs> it, it overstays its welcome because it comes in pints. Yeah, that's like the only time the pint has <laughs> backfired on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's like for like a sip or two, I was like, 
wow, there's a lot going on here. This is cool. And then after you get a little bit further in, it's like, I think I've had my fill. That's right. I think uh, we may be done now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Let us know. Uh, what, do you, what do you want us to do? By the way, sometime in the next 24 hours, I will have a case of Cafe Sour, and I could not be more delighted. Happy birthday, May. Uh, this is a... Speaking of happy birthday, happy birthday to you indeed, which is when this episode will drop. Yes, this episode, <laughs> should everything go according to plan, will drop on my birthday. So yeah, That's right. I've never missed it. Never missed a. I've never missed an episode drop. Never happened. Oh, I think you're gonna say my birthday. Uh, Either neither one of them would have been true. <laughs> no, I uh, I have repeatedly missed your birthday by a day. It's always about a early day. or late, and the the screwed up thing is it's always been in my calendar. I was, I was just about to say, I was like, I know you have a calendar on your computer. Oh no no, the, it's user error. You've been in my calendar on the wrong day, and then I overcorrected uh, well, once. Say, there's nothing you can do for that. It's, no, no, there's not. It's like, oh, uh, happy birthday. You're like, it's tomorrow. I'm like, sick. We've done that too. We've uh, done that a couple of different times, right? Where you've texted me, happy birthday, I think. And I was like, tomorrow, yeah. so close. You're like, shit. And there was another year where you texted me on the 21st and like genuinely didn't seem to realize that you missed it. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. That seems, that seems about right. That's pretty much how it goes. I, I, I just, I want you to know. That it's not about you. <laughs> it's about me and numbers. <laughs> and specifically, my calendar just not doing what it's Which supposed to be. Which is concerning because you are a computer programmer. <laughs> oh, no. When it comes to that stuff, like when it comes to actual equations and shit like that, I got it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's just remembering dates. That's a problem for me. I mean, at this point, I've scrubbed all dates from my mind um, mm. for work. All that matters is I know the day of the week. And I know those 99% of the time, oh. and that's that's great. Um, yeah, because all the shit that I have to do has to go very specifically according to certain days, and I never get those wrong. Um, knock on wood. Um, mm-hmm. But the dates, God no, that's just a sanity check. Like if I'm in the ballpark, if I click on a day on my on my iPad and it's, I was like that that number looks wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how they have like uh, when you're uh, if you've get bitten hit in the head and you're picked up by like the by an EMT, like some of the questions that they might ask you, mm-hmm. like. One of them would be like, what day is it? I'm Pass. like, dude, like, that, yeah, exactly. Not even on a good day. <laughs> What's today's date? Pass. This is October. the next one. October? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you want to get into some news and nuggets? Where would you like to start? Uh, where would you like to start? Because it sounds like I have the majority Should, of them today. So. Why don't we start low and rise from there? Low in the sense of... There's only there's only one bottom point on this list. Oh, is it the trailer? <laughs> it's the Snyder okay. Cut. <laughs> it's 100%. I wasn't sure so if you want a... to pepper yours in with the ones I had or No, no, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll start there. I I do have one. I don't really I don't usually tell you what mine are so that I can weave them in. Sure. As part of but uh uh and we'll we'll kick it off with the Snyder Cut in that it's a uh, if I had to rate it. Right. Um on a scale of 1 to Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's negative thuckles. It's it's How many negatives? All thuckles down. Four thuckles down? It's at four thuckles down. Yeah. It's uh, okay. If you haven't seen it yet, it's worth your We've time. Really come Specifically for this. one reason alone. I need you to go watch it and then I need you to write us and explain to us how this is any different than what we've already seen. And here's here's what I came up with just before the show started. I was chatting with Al a little bit. And I thought, wouldn't it be the greatest joke if at the end of the day, come release day, they put it out 
and it's just the same movie. <laughs> because that is what the trailer what is. What was that movie that we talked about making where it ended after like five minutes and it was just black for the next two hours? Oh, yeah, like the hero is about to do something amazing, attempts it, fails, and it's just over. We workshopped that on the show, and I don't remember what movie we were talking about making, but... Because mm. I think it was a specific... I don't either... I think well that was that's been my that's been my idea for a very long time, but I think we we were discussing like a a sequel to something yes. that could that could pull that off. It might have been it might have been, I, I don't know why I want to say John Wick, maybe it could be, but like something like that where the where it's over the top, right? It's ridiculous. It's rising. It's all rise, and then you know you you're like oh he's gonna do like these crazy action sequences. You start the movie off. It happens, it fails. Like the other guys, if they were to jump off the building, when they jump off the building, that's the end of the movie. if that were the end of the movie, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like that would be amazing. That would be hysterical to me. I would, you, you only, because it could only be done once, right? If you were to ever do it again, or if somebody else were to ever do it again, it would, it's already tired. Yes. You wouldn't be able to, right? It's not, it's not funny. It's not clever. It's not artsy. It actually, I'm pretty sure it would be an artful statement to do that. Yes. Well, it would once. be, because it would be, the Game of Thrones thing, right? Like, what what actually made Game of Thrones a phenomenon, right? Was a major character getting offed in the first season of a show. Like, all the promotional material was around him. Like, it's the, yeah. the biggest point of view character in the book. Like, it's the one who all the action in the plot hinges through or around him. And that guy dies. It's also the most famous actor at the start of the show. Like, the most famous actor right. cast in the show. And dies and like everyone's like oh shit no one's safe like because it, took, it right. took the thing of everyone dying in walking dead and it took that to a whole new level agreed and agreed. so this would be like the movie equivalent of that i feel like yeah that's fair um for good reason we've straight off topic uh, that so i had al watch it just before we got on and it, it's it's uh i believe you put it perfectly it's zach snyder ripping off off of his own movies off of two of his own movies. Both this movie that they've redone, kind of, uh, allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Well, yeah, allegedly. And also he ripped off his own Watchmen movie, so. That's right. So he decided to take the worst piece of Watchmen, which is the use of that horrible version of Hallelujah, and then plaster that on top of this Justice League trailer, which I'm pretty sure I saw 100 years ago when the movie came out. Like, I don't think it's different. Uh, wasn't What's-His-Name, doesn't What's-His-Name look different? The villain whose name I definitely don't remember. That one villain looks kind of like one of the villains in Endgame. Well, that's true, but I, they, I'm just saying they re- Maybe they just took that. Maybe they just cut and pasted it. Was it Ebony Maw? Was that the one? I think, um, maybe? The one who's kind of the right-hand man of, uh... No, not, not that one. This one's got the, it's the other one with the hood. Oh, yeah. He looks just like him. It's the same guy. Pretty sure that you know what? For all I know, that was a clip from Endgame. Like it wasn't even <laughs> just uh, just mashing it hey, together. Listen, we have that through line of Joss Whedon, so why not? That's right. Ah, oh. and at the very end, and then they they cut, and it's Thanos, and then it cuts, and it's Joss Whedon. Go surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> and all of my my entire worlds collide, all of them, <laughs> all at once. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it looks real bad. Uh, it looks real bad in that it looks like the same movie that we saw. I say it's really amazing we have come full circle because you were the the holdout, right? You were the one who wanted mm -hmm. the Snyderverse to work. I was sure. all out after watching Superman, and 
you're finally there with me and where, you know, we can commiserate over this. It's just, mm. it's more than run its course. It's just that, like, at the end of the day, I want things to be good in general. Sure. You know what I'm saying? No, don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate the optimism as well. I'm just willing to call it what it is as soon as I, I get it. And, and, I, and I'll tend to be some more optimistic on some of these movies when I can, like, say, hey, listen, I see where they're going. And, like, so that makes me right. want to like it, even if ultimately it's not that good. And so sometimes if I can see the kernel of the idea and it just they fail to execute, like I, my grades tend to be a little bit more positive than yours on those. But yeah, sometimes you do just have to call a spade a spade, right? You do. Uh, I, I, and then I realized what I was holding out hope for was basically it sounded like it, it, the way they were making it sound was that it's like this completely different movie. Or at least like a significant chunk of it was. Right. It feels like they're going to just and... tweak a scene or two. Exactly, and and they want it to be a mini series limited. Like, how is this gonna? Isn't it supposed to be like more than one? Well, I think isn't part of it like a documentary about the making of it or something like that. Oh, maybe or like a behind the scenes maybe. type of deal or something like that. That could be. And then they were like, now they also want to bring it to theaters, and I I don't know. I it just well, I'll say alongside of this, I guess we can pivot to the news that. They announced, I guess it was today, that Wonder Woman 1984, I think, is going to release in theaters and simultaneously on HBO Max on Christmas. Oh, oh interesting. Um, and it will be free to any HBO Max subscriber for a month, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Something like that. Okay. Although I don't know how it would lose it. I guess they're going to pull it from HBO Max. Yeah, they'll probably just take it off. For the DVD release or whatever. Yeah. Release or whatever. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because um, ultimately, ultimately cool. like, it's going to end up back on HBO Max because it's a Warner property and all that. Right. I guess whatever that'll be. Post, they, they probably change their mind again at some point. They just leave it there. Like I, I don't even... Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they pull it off of there temporarily just to get some inflow of cash yeah. surrounding like a physical copy slash digital download, whatever. That's fair. I... um. I'm interested in watching that in the way that I'm interested in watching something new. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm I'm intrigued by that movie somewhat, mostly because I liked her. I liked the Patty Jenkins... Who'd you like? Um, Gal Gadot. <laughs> um, I like what Patty Jenkins did with the first one, even if it wasn't yeah. perfect. Uh, I really enjoy Pedro Pascal, obviously, and I think that sure. would be a really interesting take. I think that... that might have been a little bit more prescient had that movie come out in June instead of after this election was over because it's very obvious that he's modeled after Trump. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to watch it. I don't have any, any, high, I don't have high expectations. Especially the, I was not, I was not down with the last trailer. As you know, we've talked about this on the show before. No, but at this, I, at uh, this point, I think they over trailerized just because they're like, hey guys, sure. it's still coming, like. Yeah, it's still a thing. It Which I, I can't blame them for that instinct, even if they didn't quite stick. The, but it, I mean, trailers are whatever. Like, they, sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're terrible. Sometimes they tell you too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they lie to you. Like, we've discussed. Sometimes they lie to you. We've discussed That's that true. ad nauseum. At this point, uh, the movie is six months overdue. Um, let's just right. see it's, the movie. It's, it's done. It's, it's finished. Yeah, let's just, just, it uh, let's just see the movie, and we'll both have access to it for, for free, and we'll be able to watch it. We'll be able to do it. It'll be cool to do like our first yeah. post-holiday episode on it, and it'll be fun. That's a good point. Yeah, it'll actually be a, a new a new movie. We uh, I also believe uh, Tenet gets released like 
early December, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I was going to say, I actually thought it was the, like, the week of Christmas, but... Um, oh, maybe. It, it, it I, could I believe be. you're right, I it's in December at some point. So we'll, we'll have that come out as, as, soon as well. I don't know why, as soon as you said it, the, the, the date the 21st kicked in my head. But that could be just me coming up with a random date. I don't know why, but for some reason that's what kicked Respect. in my head. I appreciate you acknowledging that. It's <laughs> not going with it. Like No, it's the 21st. I know. Don't look it up. No, I'm looking it up. Is it really? <laughs> no. <okay>. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, ugh. Moving on from the Snyder Cut. I am... I am the thing is at this point I'm so curious. Oh, December fifteenth, though, so close. Oh, that's my dad's birthday. Um, I, I just I am very curious about like what like what could this possibly be? Like what is actually gonna happen here? The Snyder Cut? Uh, yeah. I don't know. They're gonna fucking reshoot the scene with his fake mustache that's not in the mustache now, and then they're gonna reshoot a couple of other scenes to make them I don't know grittier, less gritty. I couldn't tell you. And there'll be some updates to the CGI. Because, like, what's-his-name does look better in this version of what you see in the trailer than he did in the movie. It looked like it, looked like it was unfinished in the movie. So. Sure. But what is... Is anything changing story-wise? I mean, with the magic of editing, I'm sure they can tweak some things, right? Well, that's the, like my, the my point being that be the, the story is the, is the major failing on the movie. They're going to change the color of the shutters on the house. Oh, okay. Like it's still gonna be a house. Like they're not gonna turn a Victorian into a raised into a like a raised ranch. Like, Wait, no, sorry. Is. I thought you were joking for a second. Like I thought you. Were, I, I. I mean, I didn't think you were joking for a second. I thought you were telling me that one of the changes that they're making are painting the shutters <laughs> on Martha's house. I thought, and honestly, that could have been one of the changes. That would have been just <laughs> as much of a fuck you as you like. It's like a yeah. What's what what's different in this picture? One of those things, like in the highlights magazine yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, but no, I mean, like, like if this were a highlights magazine and it was that scene in one of the scenes, Superman would have had a mustache. <laughs> like an actual mustache. Yeah, it's, it's the unedited footage of him with the mustache. Yeah, or they do it so that Superman has baby teeth, and we do. Oh. It could be like, oh, like, oh, it could have been so much worse. <laughs> oh God, Al, what's going on, with Family Guy? Oh, so uh, I didn't have time to watch it, but while I stall to open up the link that I started, there's news on a new Family Guy. Now, first of all, the episode from two weeks ago, legitimately pretty solid episode of like a new one. Uh, it mm-hmm. was they just did a take on all of like the like famous like mob movies and TV shows. Okay, it was entertaining. Um, but I have a story from the New York Post. Um, I don't know if that's aggregated or not. This is from a couple of days ago. Sam Elliott joins Family Guy as new mayor. Oh, okay. Welcome to the wild, wild west. Veteran actor Sam Elliott and his iconic brush mustache joins the surreal world of Family Guy this Sunday as recurring character Wild Wild West, a horseback riding cowboy cousin of deceased Mayor Adam West, played by the real-life Batman star who died in 2017. In his introductory episode, Wild is recruited by Peter to run for mayor of Quahog against local librarian Brarian L. Hitler. Oh, God. <laughs> I, uh, I did not know that was coming. I just read the very beginning of this the other day, and I saw the pictures. They put a side-by-side of Sam Elliott of recent vintage and the picture of his character, which looks just like him in Family Guy. Ooh, okay, here's the deal. I need to actually start keeping a running list of, of beer names that we're going to have when we open our brewery. 
And Sam Elliott of recent vintage is a great <laughs> beer name. <laughs> um, so this is a quote from, from Sam Elliott. My daughter has been a fan of Family Guy for a number of years, and it's because of her that I've seen a lot of episodes. Says Elliot, 76. To be honest, I don't wait up every week to watch, but I've certainly been aware of the series. you got to be living in a hole somewhere. There's no escaping Family Guy. There's a lot of... Is it crazy to me that even though you're reading it in Al voice, I hear it in his su- his smooth, silky oh, Sam Elliott voice? voice. <laughs> Considering it's well documented how much I hate my own voice, to have that voice, oh boy. It's just like a... It's so weird because it's like a super low decibel, but it's also very clear. Yes, it's... It, it's gravelly and yet crystal clear, which is tough to pull off. It's got a it's got a base to it that I think maybe the sound just penetrates you, and that's why you can hear what he's you saying. You can feel it reverberate in your chest. That's right. Um, you know, like when you that's hear right. like a like a a ridiculous sound system on a car that's driving by you and it's shaking. That's right. Um, but it's not super loud like that, which is funny. I I, I do no. wonder. I don't think he can project. I don't think so either. I think, mm, I he think, just has like a gruff like. Low hum. I imagine how. I wonder how like dogs experience listening to Sam Elliott because I have to imagine there's some infrasound going on there. I think they have the best sleep of their life. <laughs> the soothing sound that if he's not on like the com app or something, somebody's not doing their job. You know that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of super intelligent, nice people that produce this, and a few friends of mine looked at me and said, "Really, you're going to do that?" They just don't get the show. My contribution is pretty much playing myself. It's not like they wanted me to come up with a straight character voice, so to speak. I'm leaning on the Southwestern thing a little bit. Beyond that, I'm playing it fairly straight and letting the jokes take care of themselves. There's an old saying, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. And I've always been a believer. Ooh! Ooh! (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I don't know him well, but Sam would say that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Sam well, but from what I can tell... (laughs) Oh, man. If it ain't on the page... It ain't on the stage, but in his deep, deep, deep voice. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, he does say that apparently, um, I guess they had to, to, to tweak some dialogue. I guess he said, I have a certain amount of integrity, and if it's distasteful, no thanks. <clears throat> There's a sequence where Wilde talks about his background that qualifies him for running for office. He's talking about raising his 16 daughters. And there were a couple of lines that could have been taken absolutely the wrong way, and I had no interest in doing that. When talking to the producers, they saw where I was on where I was on that and said, no problem, and they changed it, and the change ended up being funnier. Nice. That's good that they had How much do you want to know what the original line is, though? <laughs> well, sure. And I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen the episode yet. Uh, if I had, I would, have, I would not have stumbled over the roadblock of him running against someone named Hitler in an election, because I would have already been aware sure. of that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's funny. Um, I urge you to take a pick, take a look at the picture of Wild Wild West, though, because it, it's... Oh, I'm just going to watch the episode. Okay, it's got to happen. Enough, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds right up my alley. But I, I like I like him. Me too. If you didn't listen... His, his armchair expert episode was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea that Dax was on a show with him. Oh, yeah. That, like, ran for yeah. several years. It's It's a Netflix show, isn't it? Yes. The, the Ranch? The Ranch, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sorry, you broke yeah. up in the middle of saying the title, so I was uh-huh. confirming it. Sweet. Yes, I think. Um, 
Sweet. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll check I'll check that out. Actually, I would like to dip back into Family Guy. It was a show that I always enjoyed, but it was always I always watched it on TBS and in like eight episode stints. Yeah. Like there'd be like a week where I'd be like, I'd put that on after work while I was like cleaning and making dinner and like doing stuff and I would just that's where I watched most of my Family Guy episodes. Uh, I was never like up to date with it. Um I mean I wasn't certainly the first several years. I mean, it came out when I was like nine. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't start watching religiously until like I was in high school. So probably more around like the eighth season would be my guess. Okay. Uh, but I've seen all the ones before that kind of through the same thing that you did. Like where it was just like, yeah. you know, and then like kind of finish it off on like Netflix. Like, hey, let's see which ones I missed and pick we'll, mm-hmm. them up there. Um, I, I don't make it an appointment watch anymore. I just throw it on the DVR and when I have 25 minutes I want to kill, I throw it on. And Nice. How many seasons are they up to? Uh, something like 15. Okay. Um, I guess maybe it's a little more than that. I forget. So moving on, uh, you mentioned that you have a squadrons update. Well, actually, hang on a second. Let me, pi- oh. let me pivot directly from... Sam Elliott, Dak Shepard oh, to coming in hot. I was listening to an armchair episode the other day, and mm-hmm. it was a new one from from the past couple of weeks, and it was Matthew McConaughey. Oh, see, I have this all set up to ask you about the Matthew McConaughey. The what? Matthew McConaughey. The McConaughey is that how you spelled it before? Yeah. No, n- the nugget. Oh, the nugget on nice. McConaughey. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it was a perfect transition because we brought up. The yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so, did you listen to the McConaughey episode? It was Mm-mm. sometime in October. I forget. I did not. So, I was listening. Um, I've had a mixed relationship with the run of McConaughey's work. Uh, I've generally sure. settled into appreciating him more in recent years. Um, earlier on in his career, I wasn't a big fan. Um, well, mm-hmm. not, to be fair, it wasn't. I guess early in his career, kind of the middle run of his career, his like rom com era of stuff. Sahara, like shit like that. Yep. Um, and I didn't really get it. I didn't get him. I didn't get the shtick. Uh, it really only started to turn in True Detective. I enjoyed that first season a lot. I never actually saw the other two seasons. That was, that was a great season of television. Yes, yes it was. Um, and so that was really where it started to turn for me, where I started to appreciate him. Um, so anyway, I was listening to this episode and I figured, okay, like it'll probably be an interesting episode podcast to listen to for my hour drive to work and i was listening and at one point i don't remember exactly at what point in the episode it was later on though i was just listening to him ramble and this and that and you know bantering with with dax and talking about some of his philosophy in life and acting and all that and at one point i decided i'd really like to see matthew mcconaughey play the joker uh, I feel like we have we talked about him playing the Joker. I, I don't think so because it didn't feel like I've like, definitely thought about this. I before. think he would be either one of the best Jokers of all time or just a colossal trainer. Ooh, okay. I think I think today he would be one of the best. Sure. Um, I'm just saying, like, it feels like it's high variance. Like, there's no like, oh, he was fine. Like, he's either gonna mm-hmm. knock it out of the park. Or be so bad, yeah. but like not just be so bad, like in the way that Jared Leto was. Like I think so bad, it's good. Like I think he could 
Like he's gonna act his ass his ass off in the role. He is, and I think it could create unintentional comedy if it doesn't stick. That's fair. That's fair. Like I don't think you're gonna get a yeah, whatever. Yeah, like there's there's also I I am kind of curious about like this new Batman and where they're gonna go. And it's like if you're gonna go more than a couple, you get you have to bring like the Joker is as much Batman as Batman as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to bring him in, and it's. It's tough when they've done the series so many times. Yes. So I'd be curious though, and it, like, but it would have to go to somebody that really wants to, like, each time the Joker, like, I, the Joker's always kind of been reinvented when he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the times, like, if you were most of the times for better. Yeah. Uh, except for that one. So it's like, is it? It's, and even he's it's getting possible. another shot in the Snyder Cut. <sighs> <laughs> But what if it's Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it would be a really intriguing take on the character. Um, yeah. I don't even know exactly what it is. There's this ineffable quality about him that I just feel like is a fit for the character. Yeah, he's got a. He's got a, He's interesting. He had. He get. He grabs your attention, and half the time you don't know what he's talking about. And I think that that would play really well. With the Joker. And there's kind of like a controlled chaos to him, just generally. Mm-hmm. And I think that would translate well to the character. Yeah, I think that one of the hardest things K- that they'll of, have to do... Kind of more do... of the Nicholson-esque version of it, I guess, in that regard. Like the controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I think one of the hardest things to do... You, you're going to be compared against... If you're doing a serious, serious Batman, you're going to be compared against Ledger. If you're doing a more campy Batman, you're going to be compared against Nicholson... That's tough. Yes. Right? Uh, that being said, if you can... the Ledger's Joker, while it did some brutal things, was not as, as brutal as I've seen the Joker get, yeah. as murderous as I've seen the Joker get. And I think that if you can go, like, full psycho murderer, you can have an interesting character take there. And I think he, he could potentially do that one, and that would be awesome. Yeah. But I swear to God... If you announce to me that Johnny Depp is the Joker, I'm gonna be I'm I'm I, I I'm really gonna have a hard time with going to see the movie. Well, there's there's just no way. Considering Warner cut ties with him over Harry Potter, they're not gonna bring him back on for Batman. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, no, I'm on board with that though. I'd like to see that. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh. What's happening with squadrons? Because this this dovetails nicely into uh, my my last note. Sure, um, let me bring it up because this one's actually on my phone. Um, I gotta find it here. Uh, I there was a very unexpected announcement from the game director on uh, from EA Motive, um, Ian Fraser, that came up on Twitter, and I'm just gonna read the the release from the team working on squadrons on EA Motive. Uh, Holiday supply drops. Humbled. That's the word of the hour for all of us on the team. The outpouring of support that you've all shown us has been truly humbling. When we set out to make Star Wars Squadrons, the team had a singular vision, make the next great Starfighter experience. We wanted to honor the classic games that came before us and provide everything to our players from the start in a nice, neat package. But then we showed the game to everyone, and the reception was so much more than we could have hoped for. It only became more intense after release, too, so we couldn't help but start working on something a little extra. Today, we're thrilled to announce that we're working on two free content updates for Squadrons through the holiday season to show our appreciation of this wonderful community. 
and perhaps most notably, it greatly inspired by your feedback and requests. Let's get into it. November update. The first update will come this month on the 25th of November as part of update 3.0. With it, there will be additional fixes, balancing changes, and tuning. Full details will be provided in its release notes, but the highlights are a new map and components coming to the game. We're adding a new map to multiplayer, a fan-favorite location from the single-player campaign, and one we've seen requested for multiplayer is Fostar Haven. From the game's first prologue mission, in this update, the map will be added to fleet battles and the dogfight mode. Set in a remote, lawless area of space under the light of twin stars, this map has been updated from its story mode counterpart to provide a new experience that should fit well with the other six maps. In the prologue of Squadrons, which is set at the height of the Galactic Civil War, Foss Star Haven was an isolated trading station that welcomed smugglers and pirates. Helix Squadron was sent there to search the cargo docks for Alderanian refugees. Now, four years later, the denizens of Foss Star Haven have made a few upgrades to their station, trusting neither the Empire nor the Republic. You'll see the chance to weave through the crowded dockyards or take the fight to open space. Um, the next bit I'm going to kind of skip over. It's about new components that are be added to the ships. Not super mm-hmm. important. This was the part that caught my attention because this was what was like thumbnailed with the release. The December update, 4.0, um, it's a gift for the holidays. Two new starfighters will be joining the list. We're adding two new starfighters, one of the New Republic and one of the Galactic Empire, each to round out your squadron. Let's start with what's deploying into the New Republic's hangar first. We're getting the B-Wing. Cool. Which... It's funny because when I played this game, I was like, it's a shame that the B-Wing wasn't in it, but also I don't know how that would work because it's such an awkwardly shaped, ungainly ship. And the shape of your mm-hmm. ship actually does affect you while flying. Like, you will crash yeah. into things if you're not account for the shape of your ship. Um, designed as the Blade Wing prototype by Moncalmar engineer Quarry and finely tuned under General Harris Syndulla's guidance. There's actually a storyline about that in Star Wars Rebels. I don't know if you got to that point or not. No, I don't think so. Uh, the B-Wing Starfighter makes its way into the New Republic fleet in this up. Naturally, there's a fitting counterpart cool. for it going to be the opposing faction too. From the mind of the brilliant military tactician Grand Admiral Thrawn and Sinar fleet system, the TIE Defender, multi-role Starfighter will join the Imperial Navy as well. Nice. That's in the final season of Rebels, uh, oh, an even longer storyline. I know the TIE Defender well. Why is that? Uh, I used to play X-Wing Miniature. And I was a big fan of flying the ah, TIE Defender. It's a ridiculously shaped, almost as ridiculously shaped as the B-Wing, to be perfectly honest. It, it, it is. How many How many points? You know what? All triangles. We want them all. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got, we're putting it on this ship. Triangles. <laughs> triangles as far as the eye triangles. can see. <laughs> These two starfighters are as powerful as they are iconic, though understandably balanced out for the purposes of... The B-Wing will be characterized as a bomber-class starfighter, the TIE Defender will be a fighter, each being able to use the components relevant to their faction and class. They'll also come with their own unique aspects in line with what you expect from them, such as the B-Wing with its gyro cockpit and swiveling wings, and the TIE Defender with its shields. These functions and a couple unique components will help them differentiate themselves from the other starfighters in their classes and factions. We've also made sure they aren't outright better by default. There's still going to be good reason to pick a Y-Wing over a B-Wing, or a TIE Fighter over a TIE Defender, vice versa. Uh, the final bit of the update is they'll be adding custom matches, um, which I think will also allow like private like matches where you can like tweak settings the way that you would like in like a Halo, where you know you could do like a like a yeah. shoddy sniper or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final bit of it was just a thank you from the creative director Ian Fraser, um, where basically they were saying like this was just meant to be a one off. That was part of why it was like a cheaper game, but the reception and the sales were so great that they were like we need to 
make sure we reaffirm like flesh it out our commitment yeah. to the the fan base that exceeded their expectations or anything like that, which I thought was really cool. So I um of all things to imagine EA getting it right, like <laughs> taking care yeah, of the so customer base, like truly shocking. I recently so what my note is about is the the Series X, which I recently acquired and I'm loving. But the on the release date, EA's EA Play became part of um, Game Pass, which is great. Uh, and with it came the the trial for Squadrons. I was like, oh, awesome. Ten hours? That's plenty of time for me to really sink my teeth into no. the campaign. No. It's not. You are correct. It is enough time for me to play the prologue and then, then be like, now you do something else with the rest of your nine and a half hours. And I was like, really? Oh, so they didn't <laughs> give you the other missions. No. Oh, so, so you could jump into multiplayer, but you're willfully unprepared for it. Right, which I was not even remotely interested in doing. All I want out of that game is to play the campaign. That's all I want to do. However, I played the prologue, and it didn't grab me. And that's unfortunate. Well, I will say this. The prologue forces you to use a particular ship, and they give you the most basic loadout you can have. Sure. And also you have to learn how to use it. Yeah, I had no problem flying it, shooting things down, controlling it. I actually felt pretty natural to me. I really, I did enjoy flying around. My problem was I, I was just a little bit bored by the gameplay itself, and I assume that that has more to do with the prologue than the game. Yeah, that well, being they also said, more varied ways it to play needed to sell me on it, and it didn't. Uh, I mean, I did you get to play even like the whole prologue or only half? I played the TIE Fighter in the X-Wing. Okay, so you played the whole prologue. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of blown away by it off. Like, to start, I know that I felt like the noob that I was playing through the prologue. It took me until probably two-thirds of the game to actually feel legitimately, like, powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, my own engagement with the craft and also getting some more opportunity to, to change. And the, the multiplayer has even more customization, obviously, than... than uh, the prologue, or the, not the prologue, the campaign does. Sure. Um, I, I always thought that part of the whole thing of selling you was that they were selling it to you for two-thirds of the price of a normal game, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it easier to, you know, stomach jumping into something, whether you totally loved it or not, or something with a huge learning curve, because to be more than base competent requires quite a learning Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think... I wanted it to be more like an old Rogue Squadron game, I think was part of where I'm at. And I, I know that it's not that. And it's it definitely is in depth. I really liked the thing that I liked the most about it. Uh, switching where my power was going, which is something that you brought yes. up. I think it's a really awesome mechanic. That was really fun. I enjoyed playing with that a lot. I actually I liked I liked the controls of the ship itself. There was something about the perspective I don't love um, I I personally when I'm playing like a vehicle game I, I prefer to be outside of it in sure when I'm playing but that's the whole so point of being a simulator right it's like you are doing it first person sure and I think that's the other thing too is like that's not really what I want it's not simply like me either I agree like whether it be shooter or in a vehicle I prefer third person yeah oh well, uh, actually let me I should also probably clarify that what I'm with all that, I think that what they did was something pretty awesome. I think the game is, is crazy. Yeah. I just don't think it, from what I played, I have, it just doesn't feel like it's what I want. And it, it does not entice me to buy the game. And that being said, 
if in the next, if in like, I don't know, eight months, 12 months, it's fully part of EA play, then I'll play through it. Mm. But I'm not, I'm not interested in picking it up right now. Mm. If I, at some point, I could see myself like, I don't know, in like six months, maybe there's nothing to play or nothing specific that I want to play. And I'm like, oh, I can go for like, going through the campaign of a, of like a of that type of game. I, I could see that being the case, but unless something like that happens or it becomes fully part of EA play, I'm probably not going to play through it. Well, that's kind of why I figured you might actually buy it right now is because is there even anything available at launch right now? Okay, so that's where we get into part two of this conversation, where I started to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's the only now, game I, I have think of. never played an Assassin's Creed game. And when I really? say that, there's a small asterisk on that and that is that i i think i played like maybe 10 minutes of the first one. okay because i played i played um, all of the first one i watched someone play a lot of the second one and that's my no. exposure to the series which is you know i played through the entire first one so yeah so like i i, I understand i enough about like what the game is um to know that they've clearly come a long way like a long way uh because for, I I've been playing the game for a bit, and there's only been like one hint of the whole like simulation that you're in. Okay, which is kind of cool. The game is beautiful. Now, mind you, I also spent like an hour learning about calibrating a television recently, and I applied that to my TV, and it looks beyond amazing. What did you <laughs> but the TV. There's just like little tweaks like to coloration and settings that you turn on and off and letting certain things control the processing over others. Like in, in most most cases, you really want to turn most of it off and let the console do it. Um, a lot of the stuff that the TV does conflicts with the console. It's annoying so to me like that they haven't gotten that shit straightened out where like you even need to have yeah. that conversation. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Uh, that being said, I, I I did I put the work in and I it was well worth my time because it, it came out looking incredible. And so I'm playing through the game, like uh, I playing through the game. I just started the game. I'm maybe like two hours into it, uh, and I'm just like really like I it, I usually find myself overwhelmed with an open world game like that where there's just like a bunch of side quests and all the stuff that you can do and this. I am I am just so enthralled. I've spent an hour uh, after work today playing this dice game that's in it. Uh, uh, I just like it was, and it's awesome. And it's like, can I buy the dice game? Like, I would like to play this on my table. Like, that's uh, you and me. I feel like a few drinks, like that dungeon roll game, we would really have fun with it. Okay, okay. Like that type of thing. But I was just, I was blown away by the depth of it. Knowing, also knowing that I am, I've. I I haven't even began the game. Like from what I understand, there's actually a title screen that I have not hit yet. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like that that deep. The dice were that good, and it's what's the that? Dice were that the good. dice were the dice were that good. I played the dice. I played a drinking game. I played an archery game. I played a a game of words where you have to like rhyme and. And I understand that this might, maybe this isn't new to other people playing these games. I don't know if they've had this type of stuff in it, but it's brand new to me. So it's very exciting. I don't recall but I had any to, of like, those things in the first one. So I had to like, the guy would say a, word, a phrase and I would have to end it with a rhyme that like was witty and also on theme with what he said. Yeah, swirl and, and world. It was, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it was, and it, I was playing that, and I was like, can we, and then he went away, and I was like, no, no, 
I want to play this game some more. And he he left. And I was kind of upset about Get it. Get back but you anyway. bitches. And then I was like, oh, like, oh, hold the A button and you can climb. I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can climb anything Breath of the Wild style? <laughs> and there's no fatigue meter? Oh, 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 I am in. And I was just... I just started climbing mountains for no reason. <laughs> just getting to the top. Yeah, why just, not? And then I was like, how do I get down? Have not figured out how to climb down yet. Don't you just jump? Uh, in the cases that I was in and you land on something hard, it's not a great outcome. Sure, but don't you just jump into like a bale of hay or something like that? No, see, that's the thing. Like, I vaguely remember that from the first one I played. This is not that like, like that. That was a mechanic. That happened in like very early on. In the prologue, where like I climbed something and there was like a pool of water that I was able to yeah, jump into, that, works. that was fine. In this, I was just climbing a random mountain, giant eagle, and I got to the top at what? Giant eagle. What about it? So like, is that the way you get down, giant eagle, like Lord of the Rings style? Oh, if uh, no, no, I do have a bird, <laughs> but but uh, I I can't get over how good the game looks. But I'm. Uh, uh, People have been saying this, like, because I, I, I follow a lot of gaming news and stuff like that, but, like, how, like, this next gen is, all, like, the load times are incredible and all this stuff. Man, I was playing the game for, like, two hours, maybe two plus hours, and I was, like, when I turned it off, I walked away from it, and I stopped just before I went up the steps, and I was, like, I, I never waited for anything. Wow. It was not, I didn't hit a load screen. So is that that's the the next big innovation this time around? Is we don't have to wait for anything ever again? I I, th- I hope so because now that I realize it, it's like I I was so invested and so captivated, like that really helps with immersion. Yes, and I did not realize how much of an issue that had been for me in the past, where it's just like oh another loading screen, like it. And then I played a game that I know, like I was then I I jumped into Halo Two again because I've been playing through that the Halo series. Yeah. And I was playing it on my Xbox One, and I picked up the save on my Series X, and it starts, and the loading bar just went, whoop, and the level started, and I went, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you die, and you just respawn, like, back at the beginning, and it's just like, oh, oh, dear. Like, there is no wasted time anymore. And I, I I didn't realize how impressive that was. And then I experienced a game... For a short period of time in 4K at 120 hertz. And I was like, I didn't, I thought my games looked smooth before. <laughs> and now I'm ruined. <laughs> Spoiled. I played Oreo, Oreo. Nope. I played Ori, Will of the Wisps for a little bit. Okay. And it was 4K 120. And I was like, I'm just staring at the screen like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Again, I, the load time was starting the game. Oh, the system starts up faster than the TV turns on. So there's that, <laughs> which is awesome. And this whole quick resume thing where you flip between games, I'm just blown away. Al, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, uh, that I, is what the future is supposed to be, right? I, although I still say that like, these are all things that like, I think they should go without saying, but I'm glad that we, we can say them and then they are being like acted upon. The thing yeah. to me, I know we talked about it briefly once or twice. The thing to me is, it's time to stop with just bigger, give me better detail. Like, yeah. you want to go with this fucking revolution that's years old now of open world? I don't need 
a map that takes me 45 minutes to walk across. Make it yeah. feel real. Like, we don't all live in the middle of fucking Nevada. Like, if you're right. in a city, make the city come to life. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm very excited about Cyberpunk for this reason. Yes, and if like you have all this processing power at your disposal, that's what you use it for. Yeah, and I will say, uh, the hard drive is one terabyte. That's the, it that's was, the launch. It, like it was full before I started. Like I have got like a hundred gigs left. Jesus. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Oh, also, can we talk about that? So you want to talk about load time, right? Load times, amazing, right? How about download times? This console's direct connection supports a gigabit connection, which I have. Okay. And it's the only device that I have that is hardwired that supports, that actually it itself supports a gigabit connection. Okay. I downloaded, I was downloading the game at 700 megabits per second. That's how fast it was coming through. Wow. That, that was a limitation on their side because I tested the connection and I was getting over a gig down, which I was blown away by. <laughs> so I have to get like a hundred foot cable to like plug it in baby yeah <laughs> because it was like i so what happened was so this is the thing that bothered me like a while back I was playing xbox one x i was downloading updates downloading games and it was taking a really long time and like i have i have good internet i have i have a gigabit connection uh if the i would the best i would get is like 340 occasionally and that was rare if ever from what I understand, I think that it was maybe a limitation on the system itself. I feel like maybe it wasn't able to support the throughput of that high. Well, I always but wonder then, about that too because, like, and I don't have mine hardware because obviously my house is bigger and, yeah. like, where my console is is much farther and a floor away from the router than yours is, right? Like, yours mm. is, like, as the crow flies, what, 30 feet, 20 feet? Um, mine is more. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I strategically had them bring the internet into the house sure. to a certain well, no, I mean, yeah. like, like where your office is and where your Xbox yeah. is like also on top of that, like is ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to snake and drill through floors of my house. Not sure. feasible, but, but I'm thinking about just getting a super long cable for just, just for those situations. Well, yeah, like honestly, just for the downloads of games, like, yeah, like, that's just, totally worth it. Guys, no one trip over this Do cable it. for the next 10 minutes while I download exactly. this game. Then I'll, the cord will go away. The key point there being 10. So, okay. So when I started downloading Valhalla, it was like, I was, I was getting something disgusting. Like, I think it was like a 1.8 kilobits per second that with a K. It wasn't, and then it was going as high as 20, I was getting as <laughs> 20 megabits per second. I was like, something is wrong. And then I started looking things up online, and the the, the, the suggestion was the classic suggestion of just turn it off and turn it on again. So I restarted the system, started the download again, boom, 700 down. I was like, holy shit. And then it was like, this uh, completion time, eight minutes. And I was like... Yes. <laughs> Four-hour game download. So I'm gonna get a cord, like hook it up. Ten-minute download. Yeah. Okay, everyone, it's safe to travel through the house again. Like, <laughs> well, and that was the thing. Is like, so it downloads real quick, and then I hit start, and then I'm just playing, and I was like, wait a minute, and like, it, like it's crazy. Like I thought this. I thought about all of this after the fact. When the game finished downloading, then I played the game, and I didn't wait. Like there was not, like nothing happened in between. I hit A, then I hit start. And then it's like, this is the loading icon. I was like, cool. And the game started. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I'm going to have to consult with you because I'm not getting the Series X just yet. I'll probably sure. get it somewhere around Christmas, like around the new year or something like that. 
Because um, I really, of all the, like, the new games coming out, the only thing I'm super interested in is Cyberpunk. Um, obviously, I'd like to have it up and ready to go for the Mass Effect remaster when that comes out. Um, mm-hmm. All the Mass Effect games are on EA Play, which is really funny Okay, right now. Because <laughs> you could just play them right now. Makes sense. Well, I mean, I own yep. the physical copies, and they're backwards compatible. So, like, I, I've yeah. been playing. Um, but I am going to get a new TV imminently. I'm actually probably have to chat with you for that. Just like, like oh, TV for me. So I know which TV it is already. So we're good. Oh, I got you. Um, is it going to be kind to my wallet? <laughs> uh, relatively. So that's what I'm looking for. Is the best value. You are going to get. I'm. I'm going to make sure that you get the best bang for your okay, buck. Okay, that's the whole thing. Is like I want to get a TV. It's just for me. It's going to be for me and my Xbox when I get that. Um, I'm going to have a contribution from the parental units for my birthday. That's my birthday gift. Is a TV. Nice. I just don't know what their budget is, so I'm willing to contribute to that. Since sure. it's a big birthday, it sounds like they're willing to go above and beyond what a normal. Because we always treat birthday was always less than like Christmas. You know what I mean? Like sure. Um. Yeah, but it's the big 3-0 for you this year. Exactly. You're getting a nice so, gift. That's nice. So, that, that's you know, so this is the thing. We were talking off-air before we started, and that's why the chair's been creaking occasionally is I fucked up my back at work early this week. And I was like, you know what? No. I don't get to have this absurd injury until I turn 30. This is five days mm-hmm. too early. So if I this happened to me on Friday, fair enough. God, I hope this is where we found out that this whole time that you actually didn't – like your like somebody had your birthday wrong and they just went with it, and you're actually like 33. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, I don't think the math checks out on that because I remember like the early '90s. So, <laughs> um, like the early mid '90s, and my brother was born in '95. I was there. I remember it happening. So, <laughs> um, no, I was like, you know what? I don't officially. I'm not officially old until Friday. This is bullshit that I'm getting an old man injury on a Monday morning. I got four or five more nice. days until this absurdity, and uh, so I'm a little bit pissed. About it. That's that's fair. Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll we'll get you we'll get you squared away with a nice with a nice set. Um, yeah, I I will say I, I'm just really enjoying the Series X. The uh, of all of the reviews and everything that I watched, the controller was glossed over. It is far superior to the previous controller, in my opinion, which is great. It just because this, feels nicer. Because the last this controller was far superior to the 360 controller, which is far superior to the original Xbox controller. Yeah, and like, it's it's almost exactly the same. However, the small tweaks that they made, including the, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more dense. I feel like it's a better, it's put together better. It's got a grippy texture around it. The share button is a nice touch. The, the grips on the figure, on the, on the, uh, the triggers and the bumpers, all of that plays really nice to it feeling like, like you're really in control. This is like a launch controller. This isn't a third party. Yeah. Like no, this is just out of the box. Oh, and the the D pad is just far superior to anything else. Because I actually least. like. <laughs> I, I never got a third party controller. I still have my two launch controllers, or like like yeah. the launch controller, and I bought one that day. Oh yeah, I, I feel like third party controllers is not a thing that you would dive into anymore. No, they suck. Because I used my brother has one for his, and I was like, this sucks, honestly. Yeah, like what? Like at the end of the, just just yeah. Loosen the purse strings yeah. because you got to have the official. And you have much it. less issues with connection. Like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. connects better. Um, <laughs> For sure. It's, they're, they're typically sturdier because the third party ones yes. go cheap because the material's cheaper and they're lighter, even lighter than this lightweight controller, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the controller. Um, 
And I feel like I want, there was something else. Oh, and I bought it with the all access pass. Okay. Which is just amazing. I remember you and guys it is, explaining it all to me, and I don't actually remember any of the details. Eventually, uh, at a certain you, point, I was like, thousand years yeah. there. If, uh, if you want more on that, there is a Game Bytes episode on the service. However, I will say that it is, without a doubt, like, I don't think there's a competition. It's the best deal at video games. Like, it's, after tax, it's like 37 and change a month, and you're getting Game Pass and the Series X. And it's fully paid off in two years. Okay. Zero percent. At the end of the day, you save like 20 bucks. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but... It's not, but at the end, I thought I, the fact that you're saving money is funny to me because you're not putting anything up front. Taxes, maybe. Well, that's the whole but point that's... of giving them the steady revenue stream and letting them be the bank, right? Is that you mm-hmm. get a slight upgrade rather than them having a huge influx of cash right at the beginning and then... You know what it is? It, 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 it enforces fiscal responsibility on the company. Yeah. At the convenience of you not having to shell out on the front end, right? Because right. by them being able to know you're going to be paying that for two years, because you're not mm-hmm. going to just cut it and give them back the... Con- like, actually, I don't even know how termination of that agreement would work. You have to pay the remainder of the... Of the console. Okay, so there's no option to like just give it back and pay off like a portion of it or something like that? I don't think so. I wasn't sure. So anyway, yeah, knowing that you're guaranteeing a certain revenue stream throughout the course of that, you mm-hmm. can your fiscal planning obviously is much simpler to do because there is way less variance in, hey, yeah. we're getting, you know, however much insane amount of cash right now, and then that well dries up a year from now because people aren't buying the console again. Right. Yeah, I I just think like and and it is a great deal for the consumer because like if considering how, if you have if you have an Xbox and you're not if you if you're not subscribed to Game Pass you're doing it wrong. Uh, oh, it's yeah you're do, you're doing it wrong, but it's okay because eventually you're gonna have a Series X and maybe at that point you'll subscribe. But the point is that if you're if you're, you're if you're doing it right and you are subscribed to Game Pass, that's already sixteen bucks a month. You're adding. You just a, a little more than doubling that. You're now paying thirty-seven a month, and you're getting the the newest console, and you're not shelling out out of like right up front the f- whatever it would be yeah. six what six hundred was probably like seven. Like, what does it come out to after tax? I don't even know what it is. It's it's high, but it's all it's a it's a chunk Wait, of change. So you said how much a month it was? It's thirty-seven and change a month. All right, let's let's just make it thirty-eight for the sake of. And you said it's twenty-four months. 24 months, yeah. So it's $912. Mm-hmm. And you're already paying 16 a month. So, yeah, the, just the Game Pass for two years would be 384 it looks like. 16 a month and then 24 months. Yeah, 16 and change again. Okay. But, yes. Uh, and then the, so let's call that, four, the let's call that $400 then. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, $400 for Game Pass, $500 for the console. Yeah. Well, it's, no, $600 for the console. No, I'm right? saying this is what the breakdown would be oh. under the deal. And so you're saying that to get yeah. a Game Pass and to buy a console outright would be about a thousand dollars. Yes, four hundred plus six. That sounds about. Yes, yes, that sounds right. So um, you're saving nearly a hundred dollars. No, you're. I, I did the. I did the full. I have the exact numbers, and I did the math outright. And I think at the end of the two years, you saved nineteen and change. Oh, I mean, still like. 
twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Just, just I, the fact that you save money in general. Like if you were to pay a little, like twenty bucks extra, I still think it would be a good deal. Sure, I guess so. Like I like the the it's you're almost incentivized to go well, through this so program so beyond yeah, time. What you're saying is even if you paid full price but just paid it across that time period, you're getting a zero interest financing deal across a two year period instead of paying yeah. up front. Just getting getting the luxury of not having to shell out out of pocket right off the bat at zero percent interest is its own deal in and of itself. Right. But to get actually a discount is good. It also shows you how overpriced some of this shit is. Um, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's wild. It's a it's a. I would highly recommend this deal if you could swing it. Uh, it's uh, I love it though. This the console is amazing. I'm I'm really happy with it. I was I was all set to buy both consoles, and right now I'm so thrilled with what I have that I I'm just kind of holding out for a bit. I don't even. Well, I mean, how I'm, much? How, not that I can get it right now if I wanted it, but I, I haven't bought a PS5 was, yet. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, what, what, how much at this stage? What are you getting to have both consoles? You know what I mean? Uh, just Sony first-party exclusives. Which is there any that are at launch? Yeah, the um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Doom okay, I, I heard someone talking about. It. I didn't realize that was a, like a launch. Okay. Yeah, but uh. Either way, I'll wait. I, I'll probably wait on that a bit. I might wait for, depending on like how. I mean, I'm super hooked right now on this. Like, I could totally hold off for like a year until a redesign and like a slimmer model comes out or something like that. One well, like Cyberpunk's around the corner, isn't it? Like, yeah, but that'll be my. I'll play that on series. Either way, any game that's on. No, that's my that point. Would be on both, like, I play that's on like third party. So like you, if you get that, yeah, you know, with your Series X, like you don't need like if you if that was the like the shining thing of. Oh, I could get that if I get the PS5. Like that's the only mm-hmm. thing to give you pause. The fact that you can get it on the Series X should tide you over, right? Yeah, for for sure. And then by the time that wears off, well, I'm sure we'll be towards the end of the year, and Halo will be arriving. And uh, I, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, do you have any other news and nuggets? Uh, no, that's it. I, I'll have hopefully some of what we're watching next week. I'm a week behind on Fargo, and okay. Uh, his Dark Materials just started up season two. Um, that was a show I was talking about last year. It's the one yep. based on the Philip Pullman books. Um, that started on Monday, but I just didn't get a chance to watch it yesterday. So, Nice. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to fun and games for this week, uh, which is which Star Wars character are you? Okay. I feel like I, I looked at it. I looked at the quiz and I was like, we haven't done this 152 episodes. We didn't do this one. And like we've done some Star. Well, we haven't done fun and games for that long, right? But like, oh, I guess that's true. We've done episode nine a year ago, and we definitely were doing fun and games at that point. Sure, I feel like we maybe we bailed on fun and games in person. That's also possible. That's probably probably part of it. Um, oh no, I feel like maybe was it episode nine or was it one of the Star Wars ones where you took over the quiz? Or was that Flicks and a Whisk? Did I do a quiz on Flicks and a Whisk this year? You did a quiz once. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember now. I forgot that I did that. <laughs> All right, so which Star oh, wait, Wars character no are you? Flicks this is and a Whisk this year. Ugh. Uh, oh. It's not going to be an Oscars. Wow, that made me real sad. There's only been like four um, movies that weren't dog shit that came out this year, so. Oh, man. Could you imagine losing in that situation? <laughs> yeah. Hey, or not even being nominated? 
Hun. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some like Oscar bait type movies that come out in some way or other, and then because the, the, most of them are going to come out in the next like month or two, right? But still, a lot of them. Do yeah, they usually come out in the beginning year, of the year. Get wide circulation later in the year. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a weird year for Oscars. I don't know if we're going to. It sure is. It sure is. Maybe we'll do our own award ceremony of some kind. Just like of all time movies that we enjoy, just nominate like yeah. our best like movies and performances. I think so. I think that could be fun. I have to. I think it'd be. I think it'd be we got. We should get a whole crew involved. Just have we everyone. Have a vote. We, we should have envelopes. We should have somebody that's not us be our Price Waterhouse Cooper. <laughs> As long as we know people that work there. We could probably have somebody from there do it. Can we get Ned Beatty and, and whoever it is to come and fuck up reading the card? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Actually, that would be Warren Beatty? What's that? Warren Beatty? One of those Beatties. <laughs> um, we, um, we, actually, this could work. We just get everyone who we're friends with who watches any sort of movies. Just come, You and I are the Academy. We come up with our nominations and have everyone vote on them and we just take the tally of the popular vote i like that we have somebody else tally them though so that we don't know until we're doing it on air well sure you know what i mean but like th- yeah. the point is we come up with- oh i want actual envelopes buddy oh yeah i want them to i want to have to open them we, <laughs> we come up with the, our own list of movies and everything and they are the vote well, i mean obviously we get votes too but like but sure. the point is it's not gonna be three votes we want to get at least like i don't know 30 50 votes or whatever all right Right. Oh, this could be fun. We should totally, we should totally work on this. Anyway, which Star Wars character are you from BuzzFeed? And then the description of this quiz says, which Star Wars character are you most alike? And I feel like I wouldn't have said alike there, and I probably would have been wrong. I would have said, which character are you most like? And it made me rethink my usage of the language. <laughs> Just language in general, or? Yeah. Oh, in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pick a Bond film. We're off to an interesting start. A View to a Kill. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Die Another Day, Moonraker, You Only Live Twice. Fun fact, Moonraker, first old Bond movie that I saw. GoldenEye, Goldfinger, The Spy Who Loved Me. I almost said The Spy Who Shagged Me. (laughs) And The Man with the Golden Gun. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Pick pick a social network. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+, Google+, MySpace, Instagram, Foursquare, or Tumblr. Twitter. The tweets. He likes the tweets, this guy. What was your favorite subject? Maths, physics, politics, English, IT, biology, foreign languages, religious studies, philosophy. Maths. Pick a color. Whoa. This is also, this is a, for those uh, listening, this is actually, for this question, it's a bunch of colors, but it's a picture of George Lucas with this specific color picture over it. So it's the same picture of George Lucas over and over again <laughs> with a color filter over it. Purple, orange, green, gold, black in the color, pink, red, blue, yellow. Green. Pick a Beatles song. A Hard Day's Night, Help, I Saw Her Standing There. Ticket to Ride, Let It Be, Here Comes the Sun, Octopus's Garden, Obla Di, Obla Da, Blackbird. Jeez, I was hoping there was going to be a good one in there. Um, Those are all good ones. Eh. We talked about this when we did Across the Universe. I'm not the biggest fan of the Beatles, um, though they did mm-hmm. have a pretty good list of songs in that one. Um, sorry, you, in the middle there, you said Let It Be. Can you give me the one before and after that? 
Take it to ride. Here comes the sun. Let's go with let it be. What is your ideal first date? Going for a drive, a nice walk through the woods, watching a foreign language film. You never had a first date. Shooting womp rats in your T-16. <laughs> going for a picnic in a field by a waterfall. Putting out. Watching stand-up comedy. <laughs> going to a museum. Um, let's go with stand-up comedy. Jesus. It was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a Breaking Bad character. What is this quiz and how does it relate to Star Wars characters? Well, at least Jesse. some of those dates were Star Wars related. The Womp Rat, the Picnic, like... Jesse, Skyler, Skinny Pete, Gus, Walt, Saul, Badger, Huel, Walt Jr. Um, Before you choose, I would like you to know that the picture associated with Huel is him laying on top of the money. Okay, that was going to be my answer even before <laughs> that, but... Um... Do you remember? I love. Did, did you ever hear that? Well, you saw the whole show, right? Yeah, so, oh yeah. Um, did, <laughs> you know, for a long time there was this like whole fan uproar, like when the show like ended, that what happened to Huel and why did he die in that safe house? Because no one ever came to get him. <laughs> and like, oh my God. it was so loud and went on for so long that Vince Gilligan had to officially come out and say. Yes, everyone. Eventually, someone came and got him. Like, like it's not like they didn't send him a like a bodyguard to protect him. There was a person there, and eventually, they're gonna call their boss and find out that Hank and and, uh, and what's his name were were uh, were dead, and that they had to take this guy out of protective custody. Oh my god, so stupid. Well, with that, with you answering Huel, your um, the answer to the quiz popped up. Oh wow, you got Yoda. Is it just because I chose green? Wise you are. Annoying, though, also you can be, is what it's... <laughs> uh, that tracks. <laughs> well, with that, let us get into our flick of the week. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, released this year, 2020, rated TVG at 44-minute runtime. Ray leaves her friends to prepare for Life Day as she sets off on an adventure to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. At a mysterious temple, she is hurled into a cross-timeline adventure. Will she make it back in time for Life Day? All right. I was not expecting this synopsis to end in a question. It really threw me off well, guard. Well, not just end in a question, but a really abrupt one. Yeah, for sure. Um... Al, do you want to kick us off with your tweet length review? Sure, because I only have one other note, which will be at the very end of our <laughs> at the very end of our discussion. So Fantastic. Silly, cutesy, and fun enough. Obviously, the target audience is at least 20 years younger than me, but it's inoffensive and infinitely less cringy than the first holiday special. 6.5 out of 10. Okay, okay. I I respect that. I uh I <laughs> It's got some moments. Uh, so I've got here the odd, an odd mixture of heart-to-stomach cringy moments and wonderful self-deprecating humor. At least we didn't have to watch Grandpa Wookiee Climax again. Six out of ten. Which, by the way, so weird that the, the Wookiee family... Now, wasn't that his wife? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that his father, wife, and son? I thought so. But then Maz is in there, and they're hooking up in the middle of this. That's right. And she screams, where's my boyfriend? Yeah, I think it was like his mother in this, in this version. I'm pretty sure, was it Mala? Isn't that her name? I don't son know. is definitely I, lumpy. I, I don't care to know. The son is definitely lumpy. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> crap. <laughs> You're correct. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be his wife. And if so, are Wookiee swingers by nature? Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I'm man. They're, they're I, fucking, don't want, I don't want to think about that. They're watching porn and jerking off in the middle of the family room with the whole family there in the middle of the day. So <laughs> To Jefferson Starship. <laughs> they're to Jefferson Starship. <laughs> um, maybe they're just super... <laughs> Harry Corman giving you a reach around with one of his oh 16 arms. <laughs> I'm just wondering, are Wookiees on Kashyyyk? Super like sex positive, like expressive, like, sexually expressive, swingers, promiscuous, like all of that sort of like are they just free love, like and that's it. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it could be like some sort of animalistic thing. They're so repressed because they're so hairy and you can't understand <laughs> them, so like, they have to be super sexually expressive. Wait, is that what those groans are? <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just saying. We have a treat for you this week. Uh, third founder of the Spin Tune, Brian Rooney, is here with his <laughs> with his tweet like the view. Brian, thanks, Anthony. Brian Rooney here, host of Spin Tune's other podcast, Game Bites. My tweet length review: This is like a 3D ride you find in an amusement park that perfectly brings you through a franchise in just the funniest of ways. And I was smiling the entire time through it. And I would give it an 8 out of 10. Just for some clarification, anyone's been to Disney World, this is what it reminds me the most of. Disney's Filler Magic. It's a 3D ride where Donald Duck ends up going through all the Disney classics. Goes into Little Mermaid, he goes into Lion King, Aladdin, and it's just a fun twist on the franchise that you see it in a whole different light. And that's what this did here. And I, I really, I enjoyed it. And you know, I, I can't wait to watch this one again. Anthony, Al, back to you. I cannot figure him out for the life of me. He is totally indecipherable. At, at, like, at this point, I should just have an idea for what, like, like it's no. rare that you love something I expect you to hate or hate something I expect sure. you to love. Like, I'm not saying I always nail it 100%, but I'm usually within the ballpark of guessing whether you're going to like That's or right. dislike something. I cannot. I assumed. No. Brian's a straight up wild card. He messaged us last night, whatever, like, just based on, like, his weird, like, general lacking in a soul and heart. I just assumed it was going to be a (laughs) two out of 10. I thought he was going to hate it. And he liked it more than either of us. He went the other way. Yeah, he went the other way. I don't either. I. (laughs) He doesn't even love Star Wars as much as you and I do. Like, I. Like, I don't. I love that guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. He cracks. He cracks me up. He's a a mystery. I'm glad he enjoyed it, but I just don't get it. I mean, I'm glad he enjoyed it too. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be uh, jumping in to watch this again next year. That's the type of thing that I don't know. Maybe it, it's fucking 45 minutes long. Like, yeah, I, I guess if I really, really want to put something on and have no idea, I could put this on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it could be one of those stupid little holiday traditions that you want to ultimately like have or whatever. Like, you know, eventually, you know. God willing, each of us will have kids. Maybe it's the type of thing you fire up for your kids. You know what I mean? So sure. it's a once a year thing because of that. Um, sure. Obviously, that condition won't be met within the next year, which isn't to say that either of us couldn't have a kid, just that the kid wouldn't be conscious enough to know <laughs> that they were watching the things. So. You got to start those traditions early. <laughs> yeah. Um, but regardless, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not something I'm rushing to go watch again. It was fine. It, it was It was fun. It was dumb. Yeah. It was silly. It was like, it's meant for, this is by far the most obviously aimed at the youngest of the audience. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, it, which is funny to me is like, honestly, it, it is, but if we were to critique it a bit, 
what it was doing, what it did right was fun. Like when it was really, when it was diving in old clips, uh, kind of turning them on their head, making them silly, adding a little bit of a, basically doing like this SNL skit version of things that happened in the Star Wars universe. All about that. That being said, that part clip show part. Yeah. Like obvious homage to the Star Wars Lego universe, because Mm -hmm. you had those sensibilities from what little of those I've engaged with. And also like part it's trying to mimic some of the things they've done in rebels and the clone wars, Mm -hmm. because there's obviously heavy influences that both in like tone and in storyline. But it almost seemed like there was a handful of writers that were maybe butting heads a bit where like some wanted to do a more like a more heartfelt full story and others wanted to have fun with it. And one side is winning in the beginning and then the other side luckily takes the reins by the end. Yeah. Um, Well, once it gets into the actual story proper, it gets much more Star Warsy, right? Yeah. Like, in the sense of, yeah. we're going to do a Star Wars movie, an abridged, abbreviated version of one. A one mm-hmm. aimed for, like, five-year-olds, not just, like, you know, kids and adults of all ages, right? Although, you can see some of the winks and nods and fourth wall breaks are obviously aimed at the adults. Um, that's Yeah, to, oh, to uh, you for me. Like, there was, a, like, the one I said in the intro, like, hey, you want to shoot first? I, uh, which I, yeah, I legitimately was... chuckled when they said that. Um, that was great. And there was a few other things like that. There was, the Palpatine had a couple of lines that were like that. Oh, the, dude, the one that got me, the one that I was actually laughing at that I, I actually thought about randomly today and just started chuckling was Kylo Ren walking around without his shirt on, humming his theme music. Yes. That was that, that was just the perfect, like, it encapsulates the entirety of that character, which is so good. I'm forgetting it, and I don't remember if it was a line delivered to Kylo Ren or a line delivered to Vader fairly early on. There's a line Palpatine has that I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> that was clearly poking fun at, like, just the Star Wars universe as we know it. I don't remember yeah. even what the line was now, but I, like, I, I should have wrote it down and I was just like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there's there is a lot of fun to be had. It's just like the it takes a little bit. It takes a while to get its footing, uh, and in 44 minutes, that can seem like an eternity. Yes. Um, the the whole concept of like bringing in, when it started off and they st- what talking about life day, uh, also with with Yoda Burr lives, all about. Damn that. it! That was my one note <laughs> because. It was just at the end, he's wearing the sweatshirt, and he closes the book, and he's in the snow. I was like, wait a minute, was Yoda Burl Ives this whole time? Yeah, 100%. If he was voiced by Burl, that would have like a Burl Ives alike, that would be really funny. <laughs> but uh, it's the whole, it starts off, they're, they're talking about Life Day, they're talking about the Wookiees, and I I had a minor panic attack where I was like, are are they doing it again? Oh, and I song. thought, what if they just re? No, what if they just recreate the old holiday shot special for shot remake in Legoland? I mean, it still would have to be more fun because they just generally have more fun sensibilities. But also, that movie was they, like an hour and a half long. That's the well, no, that movie was seven days long, and it was seven <laughs> days in hell. It was seven, days long. but it was it was it's silly. The uh, I. Lacking in the Poe, Finn, and Rose department, they we we threw them on screen here and there just for the nods, which is I understand you can't have everybody fully in the movie, but you know, not I just for nods though, because what's her name actually voiced Rose? 
No, oh, that's another note that I have. Kelly Marie Tran shows up for this. Anthony Daniels shows up for this, and then they have like a bunch of random people. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams, and then yeah, like that actually threw me off though. Main characters, and then the one thing that did make sense to me was they had the established voice actors from Rebels and the Clone Wars do those Mm -hmm. voices, and that makes sense, right? And like I'm fine with that, and that's a bridge for a younger audience who has seen those shows and appreciates them, like. Like yeah. little kids who's like, oh, this is the voice I'm used to hearing from Obi Wan. This is the voice I'm used to hearing from Yoda and from clone slash stormtroopers, like all of that. Like, oh my god, Anakin, three Obi Wan saying hello there. That was phenomenal. Oh, was that gold? <laughs> hello there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so silly. Uh, yeah, but like that's the stuff. When it when it took off, it did get very funny. Uh, so much so that uh, how about even the. Uh, the idea of when we when we cut into the Mandalorian just for like the thirty seconds that they do it that they play the music yes and every character pauses and goes oh oh yeah the <laughs> little squeak that, that the child. child makes yeah that was actually pretty perfect I was like on one hand like I was a little surprised when they jumped into now it was like the most important scene in the whole run of the show I guess but like still for them to jump right into it I was like also no no we're in a Disney Plus universe at this point like they would be remiss not to include that because the whole point of the Mandalorian at this point is we're doing our own thing while also servicing the fanhood of, of all the old things in Star Wars that people love. And it's both super Star Warsy and not Star Warsy at all. It's a, it exists in a, in a ridiculous paradoxical state. It's all by design. It feels like it should be by accident. The, right. the whole experience of the Mandalorian is, is really incredible. And obviously we'll get into that more later. Um, but they would have made a mistake not to include it in somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it's, that's not the first nod to the Mandalorian. The first is the very beginning where we get the the new intro to Star Wars universe stuff that is created on Disney Plus with the, yeah, the opening that's that is the standard, like the way that like the Marvel stuff has like the comic book thing. Like I was surprised right, to but see the that fact movie. that they the fact that they did that with the Lego helmets was really great. Yes. That I really I, I when it started I was like oh off the, like out of the gate well done I was I was like we just we're just getting started and I was really happy about that and then it gets a little weird for a bit um, and then I don't know what they're trying to to roast whatever animal it is that they're trying to cook they said it like a hundred times oh uh, it was like yip trip or something like that yeah like I should know what it is apparently but I that don't. is from something because I was reading a little guide afterward i just forget what it was that that is a reference mm. to something else in star wars i don't remember what now gotcha but uh no it, it was it was definitely fun to bounce between um like all of the different timelines and like kind of have a have a character that's heard about them in legend taking a peek in like that was a cool concept uh <laughs> i really I, we didn't get you know we didn't get enough time with was that episode one version of obi-wan and qui-gon because <laughs> Him being completely bored out of his mind was fantastic. And that was another great one as far as like fourth wall breaks where he goes, oh, I don't care about galactic trade negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It's very silly. I We have it. Oh, one thing that uh, that got me, they did it three times, at least three times, chuckled every time. When they showed the Death Star 2, and a piece of it falls off every time they show it. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, it's just like this is great. Did, if 
if only the concept of it's built out of Legos and the idea of gravity, it's just fantastic. <laughs> Death Star 2, that's what we're going with. Yes, yeah, we're going to, how about Star Killer Base? <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, throwing a, when, <laughs> when the Emperor gets thrown down the reactor, and uh, I mean, I would say spoilers, but this is more about the experience. When the Emperor gets thrown down the, down the reactor and he's turning around in his mind, he's like, old Sheevy's going to turn this thing around. <laughs> and he just, ah, <laughs> into nothingness. Old oh. Sheevy. Wait, that cracked oh, me up. about the people around you. Like, ah, oh, I've, I've messed this whole thing up. I, I also liked the, uh, you're going to get, th- he throws you down the, the reactor and there is Definitely no coming back from that. <laughs> that was the stuff that I thought was 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 cute. I, it was I, like I that they were the, the the workplace like hierarchy flowchart and how important it was for him to be the emperor to be higher than the supreme leader and all. Yes, that. <laughs> yes, that was good. no, no, no. And like that's not even what Kylo was talking about. It's like no, no. Clearly, <laughs> emperor is higher than supreme leader. You wouldn't you wouldn't throw me down. You would never do anything like that, right? You, and you, the you, would never betray, him. you would never betray your your master <laughs> and throw him down an elevator shaft. And then they recreate the scene. He goes, I would never throw you down their elevator shaft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Admiral Akbar giving... Um, it's a wrap? It's a wrap. Yeah. We, uh, giving Lando the, the wrap. Yes. Oh, Very please, be great. please be a cape. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I appreciated and, Max Rebo's band being well, Sans band, just Max Rebo yeah. showing up of all the random things to not just show up in the background, but be name dropped eighteen times. Right, and then also like make a really dark story about how the rest of the band is gone. Oh God, it's been thirty years. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, you had mentioned solo the the double solo mm-hmm. shooting first. That was really great. I really enjoyed half a Lego Darth Maul. Uh, hopping around hopping on his hands around. that was that was pretty solid i enjoyed the uh, carton of blue milk that was carried throughout by young luke there was a lot of there was a lot of uh leaning into the blue milk joke yes for sure well i like sure. i specifically like the blue milk mustache that <laughs> look yeah that's that's true i uh i also liked when we were on tatooine and Darth Vader is going, that's my son. I mean, look at those two sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vader was actually Yoda looked like very a sneaky, weird. like really good character because a lot of his lines he was. were like whispered under his breath, like <laughs> Yep. Yep. And when he uh when he encounters himself and realizes it's himself, you are me. <laughs> and they immediately are then just like copacetic. Yeah. Oh no, no, get the girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's silly. Um, yeah, but like, it's funny. Like, in the midst of all of that fun stuff of bouncing around, the cuts back to the ship and what's going on those were those were like the uh, the pace killers. Yes, although thankfully they got very short after a certain point. They, they did reset the stage for oh, I don't know, fifteen seconds, and then get back to the action. Yeah, which is which is. Good. Um, there's a lot. There were a lot of porgs. Yes, probably too many. Uh, there's a lot of Chewbacca trying to eat porgs. No, Chewbacca's father. Sure, whatever. And Chewbacca Wookie. defending the porgs, who that's who right, roasted them on an open fire. 
That's right. Um, there was a really funny shtick with Finn uh, using the training probe mm-hmm. where when he misses, 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 slices it in half, it shoots him again. He pulls his helmet off, throws it at it, and it bounces and hits him in the face. That was great slapstick comedy. Yes. I, I I liked that. I thought that was very silly. Well executed. Well, yeah. Um, but how overall, it's just a it's just a weird thing that exists and is infinitely better than the previous holiday special. Yes. Um, what I'll say about it is it both can exist within the canon without breaking anything, right? Because they un- like it, much like the like Avengers like Endgame, they un they close up all the loops at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they dive into some deep Star Wars like mythology, surprisingly, because. That tracks with a, an important storyline in Rebels. I don't remember how far into that show you got, but the the windows through time, or I forget exactly what they call it, if it was called that or if it was called something else, that's a thing that exists as canon in the Star Wars universe where you hmm. can visit other things. It plays a central um, part to how Ahsoka can still be around because sh- her story seemed like it would be very clouded and her and Ezra interact through the, like the windows in, in time. And it also, it, it plays into Palpatine as well, though he sure. technically they kind of break the canon there because Palpatine should have been aware of it based on the where and the timeline he is mm-hmm. because he's aware of these things in a pre new hope part of the time. So interesting. That should be a thing that he's aware of. I actually would have liked to see something from Rebels. I wish they could have had some sort of look in on Ezra and or Thrawn. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Do you think that there's like, in all seriousness, do you think that there's a, do you think there's a possibility that they retcon some of the stuff that they've done with the recent trilogy? I really hope not. It, I hope not too. I just worry that like they're they're setting they've been setting the stage a little bit heavily that they could do it if they wanted to. Well, there's been a lot of internet internet rumor mongering about that topic. To me, you can't learn from your mistakes if you try to erase them. Mm-hmm. Just uh, if we can all collectively survive the prequels, we can surely su- survive the mm-hmm. own them. Figure out what you got wrong and just do better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, because it, like erasing them and redoing them or contravening them in any way, shape, or form makes zero sense to me. It's offensive to the yeah, it's offensive to the viewer. It it also it there's it it's not worth convoluting the storyline further. Yes, which would be upsetting. I think at this point too, like I think it's pretty obvious that we're just about tapped on that storyline for a while. I'm also like, oh, let's also not forget, like, I was fine with it. Like, it's not, I, could it have been better? Yes. Am I horribly offended? No. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I'm just, it's just. Not it's horribly fine. offended, but definitely disappointed and frustrated. But like, like, w- but while also acknowledging there's still plenty of good in it too, just not enough mm-hmm. to outweigh it. Yeah, like, I absolutely enjoyed my experience with it. Um, thoroughly. To me, it's a big galaxy. Just go somewhere else and do go, so, something yeah, different. Move on. Like, yeah. and there's still ways to incorporate people or factions or whoever or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You still have the force and force users. They just don't have to be. Oh yeah, and I was at this point with the Jedi. Can't like it can be someone else who lives by the code. Like they've read one of the old texts 
Like they have a copy of the right. ancient texts, like, but they don't subscribe to the actual physical order of the Jedi, right? Like, that's right. Or you can do something like the Mandalorian, where there is no one with the Force, mostly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the point is, just go do something else and let it be for a while. Let it yeah, take move a on. breath, and then come up with some new conflict. You know, when you make a movie ten years from now that follows up 10 or 20 years after that and everyone will have relaxed and calmed down and maybe some of the actors want to come back and you can use one or two of them. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's worth um, going down the road of a retcon that would be... It would be a, it'd be a waste when they could have been spending time, like you were saying, like doing something new and different and moving on. Yes, everyone enjoys The Mandalorian. It's only barely tied to all of that stuff. Like, they're stormtroopers storm and and a, re- and a rebel soldier. Like, that's it. Right. We have Tatooine. <laughs> a gas shortage and a flock of seagulls. That's about it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> like it, it's like you can, do, you can do all of that. Hey, look, there is like a totally different Karelian freighter. Like, who the fuck cares? Right. Right. Al... Do you have anything else on this holiday special? I, I mean, I like that it was set like imme- kind of immediately after. Um, it gives it's like a nice little postscript. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, I had a little bit of fun with some of that stuff. Uh, just that whole clusterfuck on Tatooine was a little like I think there was a Greedo in there. There's two yeah. Han Solos. There's stormtroopers. There's half a Darth Maul. There's That's right. many Obi Wans like like that whole uh, hello there the height of that ridiculousness was pretty great I it, it was they probably could have even done some more with throwing in three or four or five people fighting each other across multiple factions with like lightsabers like because you have animation like the, that could have been a little bit more fun but they they still played around with it some like that's that's cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was so funny. Like as they, I think they moved through that stuff too quickly because they could have had a lot more fun if they just kind of reveled in it for a bit. Yes, but like w- one thing in particular, when they were, when they were on, uh, uh, is it Mustafar where, uh, the, where they're fighting? That was actually a good no? team. Yes. If they, but if they had lead into that a bit more, where like they try to get out, if they're gonna get out of there quickly, if Vader's like, I can't watch this next part or something like that, like, like just something like acknowledge the fact that this is where it happens. There should have been a line about that. You're right. Yeah, that was the only thing that I thought was like really missed. That and more time in that episode one world would have been funny, just because they did a good job with the with the whiny Obi Wan. I, I thought that was really funny. And even then, you get dropped into the middle of a pod race and, like, Sebulba crash- that was- <laughs> still crashes and it's all, you know. Yeah. Oh, I have a. I like that they, uh, it sounded like re-recordings, but in the exact cadence it might have of been, the announcer. What's his name? Greg Proops is still a part of the Star Wars universe. He voiced a character for Resistance. Thankfully, none of that was in this this movie. Um mm. So, like, he still has a relationship with Star Wars, so he may have come and re-recorded, like, slightly different. Um, oh, cool. Or they may have just used the same one. I don't remember, because some of the calls still sounded the same. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's your, I guess that's your Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> your, Lego, your Lego Star Wars holiday. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flicksinthesix at thespintune.com. Or tweet us at It's Been June. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Miss Harvey Corman. <laughs> Thanks for coming out.
man to watch. <laughs> Al's favorite. I uh, watched it a few days ago. I actually was pretty on point this week. I saw it Friday when it dropped. I didn't get or to last s- Friday when you listened to this. But uh, man, I I really just enjoy watching that show. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. The show is just fun. So this, That's this it. One, and this one was a big one too. Some of the stuff is going to go over your head because you haven't watched all of Rebels and Clone Wars. I feel like I know enough about it that it was already important to me, and I knew who the character was. Well, I think like, they did a so, good job of anyone who didn't watch it. Yeah. Sensing the gravity of it. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um but that was it was cool to have a to have a character reveal in this episode and then pretty heavily hinting that maybe in the next one we're gonna get another big one. <laughs> well Hope. certainly might be one maybe, an episode in between. We're gonna yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and break it up and have an intermittent episode. Or maybe she shows yeah. up, the Soka shows up at the very end of like the next episode and sure. like, tees off the next episode. Mm-hmm. Or like we even see where she's at, yes. like a cutaway from where the Mandalorian is. Yes. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway... Like, overseeing him or something like that, like from afar, but he doesn't know she's there. Right, right. I, uh, I do think the biggest takeaway from this episode is this isn't the way? Yes. I think that was pretty great. So that was part of like what I was saying for anyone who hadn't seen those shows. Um, like a brief, like there's obviously much more in-depth versions of this online you can find, but to give a brief primer, anyone who's seen Mandalorian hasn't seen those two shows is like, like I said, it's obvious that the things that they're talking about are important. The people showing up are important, but the specifics of that. So the one thing I was a little conflicted on in reading this, cause I thought it was pretty straightforward. I was reading a recap and they seemed to, be introducing a little bit of doubt and confusion. So they meet, he meets Bo-Katan Kryze and two of her associates. They're all Mandalorians. Bo-Katan is played by Katie Sackhoff. She was voiced the character on the, sh- the animated shows. She is the sister mm-hmm. of Duchess Satine. She has since been assassinated leader of the reformed and new Mandalore that was trying to rejoin the Republic. Bo-Katan was part of Death Watch she opposed the pacifist nature of Satine and wanted to restore the old ways of the Mandalore, the warrior culture, like the closest akin is being like Sparta and 300 type of thing, mm-hmm. but in space, obviously. Um, but the 300 th- in space. Yes. <laughs> the thing is death watch never had the mask mandate that, that um, Din Djarin has, right? They took their helmets off all the time. She calls him a child of the Watch, clearly tying him to Death Watch, which Bo-Katan rejected when the storyline leads to a, as always, thwarted Maul joining with Prey Vizsla to overthrow Satine and take over and create a set shadow government on Mandalore. When that happens, Bo-Katan gives up with what Death Watch is proving because she realizes, oh, wow, this is way more fucked up than I realized. And she starts mm. her own rebellion to try and overthrow Maul and Death Watch. That takes place in the Clone Wars. The other story that I was talking about takes place in Rebels. Sorry, I have those backwards. Mm-hmm. That was in, one Rebels, in, in one Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. The Rebels, they ultimately overthrow them. But that's before the right. Imperial Purge that we've heard about, which clearly was led by Moff Gideon. Because a major part of that storyline in Rebels is Sabine going back to join up and help the cause of Mandalore. They acquire 
the dark saber she bestows it upon Bo-Katan, even though it's hers by right, which grants Bo-Katan the ability to lead the Mandalorian people again. So clearly when the purge happens and the Imperials nearly wipe out Mandalorians, that's how Gideon gets the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to the whole thing about Death Watch and calling him a child of the Watch, I saw someone saying, oh, is like the children of the Watch this separate organization or uh, like a splinter cell of Death Watch? I assume they're just saying he was of... Death Watch, but mm-hmm. maybe there are certain versions of them that thought it was much more important about the whole thing about not taking off the helmet. But Prey Vesla, Bo-Katan, any of the other members, I forget, it was a Gar Saxon, there was a couple other um, Death Watch members who they all took their helmets off all the time. Yeah. Um, now, it does definitely lean towards it specifically being Death Watch because if you remember, um, I forget the exact name, but the last name Visla was the name of the character voiced by John Favreau in the first season, the Mandalorian heavy that they get into a fight with. And then he comes back and saves him in that episode in the middle of the streets on Navarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Visla as well. So he's clearly related to pre Visla. Um, I think they're all related to Tar Visla, who was, I think the original Mandalorian Jedi who created okay. the dark saber. And gotcha. that's what, ended the main hostilities between the very long war between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I, I, I definitely want to, like I, I'm super interested in going back and finishing rebels. And then I actually do want to watch clone wars. Um, it's great though. Like this, this whole storyline, like the depth of it, the idea that there's so much lore behind it is, is exciting to me. Like even not knowing it, just like, I love the mystery of there being all of this stuff that is thought out and there that we are getting to draw on. It's really fun. Well, that's the thing is not even knowing any of those things that like you could still enjoy it at the base level of, Hey, this is an important Mandalorian. Who's going to give us a window into the greater right. Mandalorian culture. And ultimately it tips off the point that they're going to try and go back and reclaim Mandalore again, okay. you know, which that seems to be the entire life work of Bo-Katan. And she keeps failing and succeeding and failing and succeeding at. So <laughs> we'll see yeah. if, she, if they yeah. can reclaim it for good. Um, I don't know if Sabine is still around. It would seem to be the case because... Yeah, that'd be cool. The time jump at the end of... And this is slight spoilers for... Well, fairly large spoilers for the end of Rebels. Um, Sabine obviously helped um, Bo-Katan originally take over Mandalore from the um, Death Watch um, government there, I guess if you want to call it. At the end of the show she goes off with Ahsoka. They mm. go off and I won't say what they're trying to do, um, but we're going to find Ahsoka. So I wonder if this is a secret that's kept. If, if Sabine shows up in this season or our future season, Oh, that'd be cool. The actress who voiced her could play her. She, cause she's would be playing a slightly older version of Sabine. It, it would fit. She was in, do you remember? Uh, did you see the internship? Yeah, I, I know who she is. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah she could play Sabine. There's no reason why she could. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of the for sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, uh, I'm totally down with that. Also, great character in Rebels, so it's it'd be exciting to see that, that character in uh, live-action format. Yeah. Um, I will say this is this episode definitely leans into the uh, what you've been touting for the last couple of Manda watches, which is the, the higher budget. The, yes. <laughs> that ship... The, the the visuals of that ship pulling up rapidly was really good. Oh, of the of everything when they were doing the whole siege on the 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 freighter. Yeah, 
That was intense, and it was really fun. And, and that whole action sequence. so much action the, and comedy yeah. in, intertwined in there that it was just perfect. The idea of, oh, we, we locked them. We're, we, we, we're locked in the, what was it, in the air, in the air chamber or whatever in, it is? In the, uh, yeah, it was in the... the cargo bag. <laughs> the cargo control room. That's right. We locked them in the cargo control room. The what? <laughs> the cargo control. <laughs> 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 that was great. And then the idea of, like, this, like, the Empire... It has been kind of has been crushed, but there's still these members that are so loyal and so devout. And the idea of like crash the ship and the command, the commander killing the two or the captain, whatever his title is, killing the two pilot, the people piloting, yes, and then popping that, uh, I guess. F- Star Wars cyanide pill. Yeah, the the electricity. Oh, that's funny. There's a commercial for the uh, the the holiday special on my TV right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, nice. The uh, yeah, the 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 electricity cyanide pill. Which, by the way, that that effect looked like the effect when when Luke specifically is getting electrocuted. Yes, which was really it cool. did. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's pretty cool version of that. Titus Welliver was awesome. a perfect casting as a fucking imperial officer. Mm-hmm. Like he nailed that like haughty dipshit like British approach that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And then uh oh man, it was just a lot of fun take and then like he was like the, he's gonna like plow the ship down into the water. Like it was just all of it was like it's like super intense and like the idea of like oh like it's a thirty minute show, it's gonna we're, we'll reveal like maybe five minutes of good story, but the rest of it's just gonna be like just flat out playing with your toys is still really fun to me. I still like that. Yeah, and I think this was a tighter episode than the first two. I think, honestly, if any of them, like, this one could have been five or so minutes longer if they wanted to. Yeah, and, and it, it, wouldn't did, have, it felt like it was like over immediately. It's like, oh, oh. It was just like a pure, like, adrenaline rush. Yeah. Like, in a good way, but still. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, man, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. I really, I'm enjoying it. I love that we're in this season right now. I love that every Friday... I, it's available to me, and then like sometime over the next three days, I go, "Ooh, I'm gonna sit down and <laughs> and take this in." Um, but uh, I, it's, it's, it's great. I think it's interesting that we've learned very definitively that frogs don't know math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how does she not know how many eggs have been eaten? That she was willing to like actually pretty joyously take in the child and watch him while. Like Din is off running around and right. he's trying to eat those eggs again, and also he's looking way too adoringly slash hungrily at that tadpole. No, I like the it was it tur- it was adoringly because it turned into no, I can't take care of another one. I think was the line when he t- when he walks out of the room with the child. Well, yeah, it, no, it, I, it became- <laughs> I meant that the child was looking at adoringly slash hungrily. Yeah, he he wanted he wanted it. He wanted it to be his own. Uh, so so stupid. It's so silly, though. I'm also a little um, concerned now that his little pram is broken. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, it's been a, I know. Like, like an underrated point of like protecting him. And what are they gonna do with his yeah his little leg? His little leg thing. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be moving around a lot slower. Yes. Also, like I said, less safely. Like, because if you could just show it up, like you close it up, and it seems like it was safe from blaster fire. So, oh, that's a good. You point. don't have that now. Hmm. That was actually a pretty cool it. scene, like that whole thing, like chomped it up and then they throw him in. The fucking Quarrens are all bastards, those fucking squid face motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. Um maybe maybe Sabine can uh hammer that out. 
I suppose so. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's funny because I saw some people remarking on the fact that we knew that Katie Sackhoff was going to be in this, so we knew Bo-Katan was going to be returning. We know that Rosario Dawson's going to be playing Ahsoka, and they were saying, oh, part of what made the first season so great was you didn't know, like, they kept the, the secret of the child so tightly under wraps, right? And mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. other little surprises as well along the way. Um, we haven't had that surprise yet, so I wonder if there is one, and if not, that's a little disappointing, but also, like, it's harder when there's more focus, although, how much more focus could you get than everyone had on it? Like, we knew it was coming, it's not like they just dropped the show on us and no one knew. Sure. So I'm curious sure. to see if this ultimately shows up with, like, okay, fine. There'll, there'll, there'll be something, I feel like. There has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it'll be, and it'll be fun. I hope that at some point or another, we just see, like, if you're really paying attention, you see, like, a Lego Ray in the background of a shot. <laughs> That'd be really amazing. Um, I, like, I like that he was eating a facehugger soup. Yes. And then, stop playing with your food. Yes. And what does he, like, stab it with a... <laughs> he, like, touches it and it dies. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. If he like, Did he hit, like, a pressure point or something like that? Like, That's what it seemed like. <laughs> A bowl of chowder for my friend here. <laughs> also, I really dig that whole thing. I need to get one of those things set up where there's just this food. To a chowder system. line? Yeah, that's like right over my table. So I can just walk with a bowl, sit down, and, just, and food time. Yeah. yeah, it's very Matrix. Yes. Feels like something Except it there. seemed like it would be tastier. Although I'd rather my food be dead. I'd rather it be dead. I get accused of eating a lot Wait of a food sometimes because I eat very rare steak. But like, I want my food dead. So the octopus thing came out of that little hose? It would certainly seem to be the case, yes. Yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't track. I mean, it was pretty small. Yeah, yeah, but the hose was pretty small. Yeah, but it was also, like, high pressure, and those things can, like, mm. mold to fit. like Because, like, they, like, don't really have bones. Like, they can mold and squish it. You ever seen that video of that sure. octopus that, like, shoots out of, like, the, the uh, what's it called? Like, the little, I forget what those are called. The little, like, spots that are open on, like, the floor of a, a ship so the water can drain. Yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I didn't see that. Okay, that's fair. All right, I'll out. I'll out. <laughs> Moving on. The uh, the scene of all of the uh, Mandalorians riding with their jetpacks over onto, like, to take over the ship was pretty cool. Yes. During the heist, that was awesome. The scene of our Mandalorian running down the hallway, just taking all the fire so that he could throw the grenades. Yes. Awesome. Um, also, uh, I-, I thought it was a cool shot when it happened, but like seeing it even like distilled down even further, some people were really marveling over the like the one shot of when he lands on the banks of the water, and you see the three of them rocket off, and then the ship explode when they scuttle it. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really yeah, that was awesome. I I liked that a lot, and like the sun uh, is like setting in the background behind it. It's really, it's, it really, the, the photography is great, like just all around in this show. Yes. Really, and if you have the opportunity to watch it in uh, Dolby Vision, it's really sweet. <laughs> Not Dolby Atmos. <laughs> that too. I'm just thinking of your thoughts from this when you went to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Felt it in my soul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That was intense. That was, was that Atmos or was that Dolby Dolby Cinema Plus or something? I don't know what that was. That I was too much. I feel like I remember you saying it was Atmos, but my whole body hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my bones shattered. Oh god. Uh, anyway, this was fun. I uh, I'm very much looking forward to the next episode. 
Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. For- well, then I will sign off with the classic sign off from Game Bites. Bye. <laughs>